Hi everyone and welcome back to Come On Babe. Today it is just me. I am getting over being really sick and so I sound awful but I promise I'm feeling better. I have spent a lot of time on my own in my apartment the last few days and when I like have periods where I'm by myself like for a long time I like start thinking a lot and I start thinking about like very specific moments in my life that have like altered my brain chemistry and so I kind of wanted to share what that was for me these past few days so yeah that's what we're doing today where I'm from which is Fairfax Virginia if you did not know I there was a lot of diversity like I would say but it was kind of a double-edged sword because although there was a lot of diversity and I grew up like around a lot of other Korean people they were all like super Americanized so we never really like spoke in Korean that often unless like it was like to an elder at like church so it was it was kind of weird growing up in that way but something that was like kind of just like a thing I guess like at my high school specifically and just like in this like group of Korean people who lived in this area but were born like in the states was that like you just never shared your middle name like it was almost like a secret and you just never told anyone it so I grew up like keeping that part of myself very hidden and a lot of my friends did this as well. I think the biggest reason for this was that like, there were so many people that were gonna butcher it that we just never talked about it. And that's kind of a sad way to live life now that I think back on it. But a particular moment that I keep getting drawn back into and I've been thinking about a lot the past few days is that I was really close to this person back in high school and somehow they got a hold or they saw some document with my full name on it and my middle name is obviously in Korean so it's not written in Korean it's written in like the Americanized like I don't even know how you would call it but it's like written out in English so it's not really pronounced how it looks on paper and they just kept butchering it. It was in the middle of the hallway and they kept doing it over and over and over again. And like, I remember feeling so much like embarrassment and I literally started crying in the middle of the hallway after telling them to stop like multiple times. And like, I do not blame this person at all. I think we were both very young and I don't think that they knew the impact of their words in the moment because again this was someone that I really cared about like it wasn't just like a random stranger so those words like really affected me to my core and I think that is something that I have had like just stuck in my brain forever that has just made me feel embarrassment and almost like a sense of shame with my Korean name and my Korean name is Jiu and it is a combination of my mom's first 
like the first part of her name and then the first part of my dad's name and now that I'm older I think it's so cool that I get to carry like these parts of two people I love so much like with me all the time even though I definitely did not think this way when I was younger and I think that like that particular moment was like snowballed into this like or it was part of a snowball of like me being so ashamed of my cultural identity and never really talking about it um and again like this was by someone I cared about a lot so I think that also like the weight of those words like really stuck with me and it was really hard to heal from the internalized racism that I carried with me and that I still have to work through because it's not easy being different and it's not easy to like have these parts of ourselves that are so different that other people don't understand and it's hard especially when you're growing up to feel like it's something that you are allowed to be proud of and I think that that is something that I have carried with me for a long time and I've been like journaling a lot about it I've been just thinking a lot about it because I feel like I myself now like I think about like how much I crave like Korean food when I'm here in New York or like I want to speak in Korean so badly when I'm here but like literally no one would understand me like all these things about my cultural identity that I love so much and I am so proud of now that I used to be so embarrassed of and ashamed of and obviously that moment was not like the worst of my shame towards my culture and this person is not who caused it at all it was like just a culmination of all these things that have happened like my first grade teacher told me not to bring soy sauce in my lunch anymore because it smelled in the classroom or like when I graduated high school my counselor asked me if I wanted my middle name to be said on the speaker and I said nope you don't need to say it and she said oh that makes it so much easier for me and like all of these instances where I felt so demeaned and like all of these small remarks that meant nothing to the other person but meant everything to me and I think it is something that I've healed so much from and I am so proud of myself to be at a point where I'm so happy to be Korean and I feel so lucky and so like loved in my community I think that has been a huge like turning point in my life and something that has definitely like been hard for me I think honestly being in New York has not made it any easier and I thought it would be because the people here are so different and like when you think of New York like you think of all the diversity and all these wonderful things but honestly like the people here are pretty much the same because a lot of the people that label themselves as very progressive or culturally 
woke are not and because they think that they are these things they have so many blind spots like the opposite or like the other side of the spectrum of like hate and all of that if the middle is like acceptance I would say is like fetishization and I think that's not really something that I dealt with back at home like obviously by a few boys or like in like little increments but like now in New York like I feel like because people are so obsessed with like Korean culture and all of these things like fetishization has become a huge part of um our like culture today and it's very sad because that is also something that's definitely affected the way that I view my cultural identity and my relationship with being Korean but at the same time like that is on those people and those people are the ones that need to do the change and need to do the work to unlearn those things and that has nothing to do with me like I am my own person I I have no reason or I just like I don't owe it to them them or really anyone to correct that behavior um and again that's something that I've learned as I've healed as a person and as I've grown into myself which is a difficult thing to do for sure and I think that a part of me thought that when I moved to New York like I wouldn't have to think about these things I wouldn't have to worry about it anymore but it is always there and I think throughout my life it's really like snowballed like when I was I was in New York during like the peak of COVID and that was like the peak of like the Asian hate crimes and luckily nothing ever like happened to me but like hearing all these things about people who looked like me and were raised like me like really hurt and to think of like my parents or my brother in those situations like really really hurt me and I remember being very like traumatized by that and so all of these like moments in my life have like led up to this overwhelming sense of acceptance and gratitude towards my culture and towards the way that I was raised like there are so many things about my life that are bits and pieces of traditions from like my grandma or like my mom or my dad or whoever and that I've just carried with me through life and have thought was normal and to me like it is my version of normal like anytime I go to a relative's house we always bow as a sign of like respect to our elders I speak almost exclusively Korean to my grandma because that's just how I was raised um and all these little things about my culture and my tradition that are parts of me and parts of myself that in order to love myself I had to love all these things and I had to love my culture and It's hard to be very, like, blunt. It's very hard to love those things about you when your whole life they've just been picked apart over and over again. And like I was saying, like, in the beginning, that very moment when 
I felt shame for my culture and my middle name. Not only did I feel shame for those parts of myself, I also felt shame for myself. And I felt embarrassed that I felt this way towards this reaction. And now that I'm older and I've grown and I've learned and healed and all of these wonderful things, I have realized that that never had anything to do with me and everything to do with the way that other people were raised and the way that other people view things that are different. Because different is not always bad. And everyone does have different traditions rooted into them that they just never think about because it's just so normal to us and I think that both sides of this like spectrum of like teasing my Korean name or whatever it was to this opposite end of like fetishization like both have impacted me so much because it's like on one hand I have people making fun of my culture and parts of myself and on the other it's like oh you're so lucky for all of that when there is trauma there that I have carried with me because people are just racist or people don't know how to handle things that are different but ultimately I have realized and I have now come to an understanding that none of that matters because as long as I love this about myself then nothing else matters and I think that was really like the turning point for me um and like that's something that has motivated me to like speak in Korean more with like my family members and embrace like this culture because it's so beautiful um and there's like this funny like phrase that my grandma always says i'll say in korean first which means if a korean person doesn't speak korean they're stupid which <laughs> is like kind of true because like if you don't want to cherish and love the culture that you're from and embrace it and even if it comes with trauma for you like to make your own path for it like that is kind of dumb because like you have this wonderful thing and you're not taking advantage of it I feel like a big conversation that I've had a lot with like my family at home is like whether or not I will give my kids um like Korean middle names and that is honestly something I've asked myself a lot in the past like few years especially now that I'm getting old kind of old I have really battled with this question obviously I am nowhere near having kids but I think for me like that answer which will be different for everyone else is yes because like even though I grew up ashamed I have grown into loving that part of myself and being so proud of this unique thing that I have and I think that's wonderful and a lot of Korean names have like such beautiful meanings and I would love for my kids to carry that on with them wherever they go as well 
so I think that's something that's very like important to me but yeah this is like again like years of healing that I'm talking about so condensed and so like nonchalantly but even if it wasn't people's fault I think that it just shows like how ignorant we can be and I think through these experiences I have also learned like I need to make sure I am never that ignorant as well because I know how much that affected me and like I'm not someone who likes to hold grudges or like hold things against people because I think it's just such a waste of energy for me but I will always remember those things in my heart whether or not these people know that or not like it will always be something I carry with them which they probably don't even like remember so I think it's very like important that I unlearn and I relearn how to love myself and my culture and all of these wonderful things that like come with it because I love being Korean and I am so happy to be Korean like I love all of these traditions I get to have and I love talking to Janice about like oh I miss like having like Korean food or like being able to get Korean food with her when I'm home or talking in Korean when there are other people around and we don't want them to know what we're talking about like I love having that connection to my best friend and my home and like my family and like it is so important to me and like I am so happy that I'm at a place where I love these things about me and I'm on this journey of healing from years and years and years of um like trauma and I feel like that trauma is not often talked about and like growing from that is such a difficult thing to do so if you are also in that stage of your life I am very proud of you and you should be very proud of yourself as well because it is very hard to do and it's not always easy and Sometimes you will want to feel like giving up, but it's so worth it. So that's really what I wanted to talk about today. That's pretty much all I have. Um, my hyperfixation of the week is very random, but I have been like obsessed with jelly cats recently. I literally only have two, but I have a peanut jelly cat and that's like I'm just like obsessed with it like it just looks so ridiculous it's so cute and I saw on TikTok this girl like made a little like crochet hat for it so I've like been learning how to crochet just to do that I don't have all the material so I need to go get like needles tomorrow to like sew it together but very excited for that that's like that is everything to me looking at my peanut jelly cat just brings me so much joy in my life so you guys should get yourself one too that's all that i have for today so make sure to follow us on instagram and tiktok at come on babe pod and yeah bye everyone